You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we're taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast, sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you. A new year brings a new perspective on our health and wellness. As we reflect and prepare for this year, we pause to recognize an empty chair at our table, representing veterans that are no longer here to speak their voice. The VA has an amazing weight management program called MOVE. This comprehensive program gives you not only the blueprint to follow, but the tools needed to meet your individual goals in 2021. So grab a notebook and get ready for some tangible tips to help you this year during our Move to a Healthier You series. Welcome to another episode of the Fresh Focus podcast. My name is Lindsay Purcell, a dietitian and one of the producers of this podcast. Today, we will be discussing activity and exercise as part of our Move Weight Management Program series. I will be interviewing two VA dietitians that both have dual master's degrees in nutrition as well as exercise science, Tori Stewart and Seeger Giroux. Outside of her work as a dietitian, Tori loves staying active by lifting weights, going on walks with her black lab, and hiking. She also works at a local gym as a personal trainer and loves helping her clients become stronger and more confident. Seeger enjoys many forms of activity and exercise, such as weightlifting, martial arts, obstacle runs, hiking, kayaking, as well as many others. He believes most important part of movement is that it allows us to be more functional and independent within our daily lives. He is also quite musically gifted and is actually our audio engineer for this podcast. Thank you both for being here, and let's start with something simple. Why should we even be discussing activity and exercise in the first place? Well, it's not that people don't discuss activity and exercise, but more that it's often discussed in a way that isn't very helpful for most people. This topic, much like nutrition, is often sensationalized and made to be overcomplicated. And it's often discussed in the context of someone selling a product or through the narrow lens of just thinking about it in terms of physical appearance. Being active is about so much more than just losing fat, gaining muscle, and looking good. We need to have conversations about how it benefits multiple aspects of our health, function, and quality of life overall. Yeah, it's crucial for people to think about these healthy habits as things that will contribute to overall optimal health, not just physical appearance and not just the absence of disease, but truly investing in our functional independence and really trying to extend that health span in relation to our, our lifespan. It's all about trying to make sure that we are able to feel good and do the things we want to do for as long as possible. In many ways, it's a conversation about freedom, freedom from pain, injury, limitation, and all the other issues that people deal with on a daily basis. All right. I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Would you define what we're discussing in regards to activity and exercise? Absolutely. And we should start with the concept of all exercise is activity but not all activity is exercise. Activity can be considered any movement above rest. If we get up to grab something to drink, do housework, walk into the grocery store, et cetera, that's all activity. It's all beneficial movement. 
the more we can reduce the amount of time that we are sitting or sedentary, the better. You can think of exercise as the next step up from that. It's still activity, but it forces us to work a little harder. These are activities that cause us to start to feel those symptoms of exercise. Things like elevated heart rate, breathing more heavily, perspiration, things like that. Exercise is something that we end up doing less often than the lower intensity activity, but it's all just as important. So would it be safe to assume that one person's activity may actually be different than another person's exercise and vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a different level of fitness, and that's completely normal. What could be considered easy activity for one person may be moderate to high intensity exercise for another. The important thing to remember here is that we always need to start at a place that is reasonable for us, given our current fitness level. We can always progress and get better, but we never want to overdo it right off the bat. We want to establish a baseline and maintain safety at all times. And that's just another reason to never compare yourself to anyone else. Every person is different. Okay, then what are some of the benefits of staying active and exercising that may often get overlooked? That is actually one of the most important questions to ask with this topic. Too many people assume that they only need to pay attention to their health when they want to lose weight. So things like exercise and eating well and all those types of things. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Good movement helps maintain joint and tissue health, bone density, adequate circulation, good lymphatic system function, multiple cognitive functions such as memory, response time, and improved learning. It helps us to release the necessary growth factors for tissue growth and repair, maintain good functional ability and independence, prevent various diseases, and on and on and on. And it's also important to understand that the human body is meant to move. We are not meant to be sedentary creatures. If we were still living in primitive times, we would be getting plenty of whole foods and activity. But in this day and age, it's something that we have to be consciously aware of and make a purpose to include it in our lives. As unfortunate as that is, it's just something that we have to accept. So you touched on this a bit already, but why do you think most people don't get enough movement in? People are really busy. We're a culture that moves at a very rapid pace, and we're usually multitasking in that process. Nowadays, we have more jobs that involve us being behind a desk. We have limited time, limited resources, lack of adequate knowledge, injuries, disabilities, as well as many other things. You also have complications such as people that dislike exercise because it may have been used as punishment in their past, or perhaps they really don't like the feelings that they get when they experience those exercise symptoms that I mentioned earlier. Sometimes it can also be an issue of confidence or self-esteem. Even though exercise can do a lot to help build confidence, often the hardest part is just getting started and not thinking that they have to automatically be able to do some extraordinary feat of physical ability. You mentioned injuries and disabilities, and this will hit home for a lot of our veterans. Uh, many feel they're very limited in what they can do because of those. What would you both say to people who are more active, but also struggle with depression, anxiety, and PTSD? That finding ways to be active is still in your best interest. There's always a way to work in some type of good movement, regardless of what type of pain, injury, or disability someone has. Sometimes it may just be getting creative to figure out what those things might be. We do this all the time with our veterans. Sometimes we have to do a little research or even consult another veteran in a similar situation, but there's always a way. It's also important to know that exercise can actually reduce our response to pain. Think of it like a pain vaccine, so to speak. 
Therefore, a good exercise routine can be beneficial for anyone dealing with chronic pain as well. And in regards to things such as depression, anxiety, and PTSD, we continue to learn more and more about how exercise, especially cardiovascular exercise, can have profound effects on the brain. Everything from tissue and neuron growth to helping balance hormones and neurotransmitters, which are those chemical messengers in the brain, there's a wealth of information out there that tells us that exercise can be a huge contributor to health in these populations. That is wonderful news to hear. So how can someone get started? Very simply and very easily. Don't fall victim to what we might call analysis paralysis. Don't feel like you have to have the perfect program, trainer, gym, et cetera, to be able to include good movement in your life. This can be started at home without equipment or even with things you have in and around your home. The first step is going to just be taking an honest, objective look at what you're doing now and what your level of fitness might be. You'll also want to be mindful of any of those injuries or disabilities that we discussed earlier. Don't let any of this info discourage you, just consider it as data. It's information that you are going to use to help you progress towards your goals. After making that mental checklist, your increased movement may simply come from just trying to keep yourself from sitting as much. It may not sound like much, but you'd be surprised at how much you can benefit your health just by staying off the couch more. And from there, just start thinking about activities and exercises that you enjoy doing. There are four main modalities when it comes to exercise. You have resistance training, you have cardio or aerobic activity, you have flexibility, and you have uh, stability and balance. They all have value, but don't feel like you have to do something even if you hate it. If you despise running, then you probably don't want to develop a plan around running. Maybe we find another option for cardiovascular exercise that works better for you, or perhaps even focus on a different modality such as resistance training or flexibility. All of it will contribute to good health, and most people will find that they might be better at certain things and choose to pursue those. Those are such great tips. And what would you recommend as for a good program and staying consistent with it? There are a few basic concepts that will help people to understand what they're doing, as well as how to progress. They are volume, progressive resistance, exercise balance, form, and safety. Volume just refers to the amount of work you do. That can refer to the session, as well as the week or whatever time frame you're building your plan around. If a person is walking 30 minutes a day, three days per week, then their volume would be 90 minutes per week or 30 minutes per day. If a person is doing any type of resistance training, volume would be sets times reps times weight. If someone was doing 20 push-ups per day, three days per week, that would be 60 total push-ups. You wouldn't necessarily have to worry about the weight in that situation. If they were doing three sets of 10 reps of 135 pounds bench press three days per week, that would be 4,050 pounds of volume per session, three times 10 times 135, and 12,150 pounds over the course of the week. The point is you want to quantify the amount of work you are doing in order to be able to efficiently progress over time. And that progress refers to progressive resistance which basically just means that you want to be able to do more over time. So say you've done the same volume of work for the last three weeks and the routine starts to get easier. Now may be a good time to slightly increase the volume so that you're able to continue to get better and get more benefit from the activity or exercise. Keeping a schedule or a log that you can write everything down on can be one of the best tools that you can use in this situation. 
It will help you to keep track of things and then make the process much easier. We're not good at remembering what we've done. So it helps to have an objective record that you can refer back to. And when we get to exercise balance, that simply just refers to how you are specifically working your body. If you stretch one side, you want to try to stretch the other. If you train one muscle group, you want to try to train the opposing muscle group. We want to try and maintain balance as much as we can. You remember a lesson about balance. A lesson not just karate only. The only exception is if you have a specific need to focus on a particular area. This might be for injury, rehabilitation, a muscular imbalance, etc. And form is pretty self-explanatory. Even if you feel like you already know how to do a certain movement, it's always a good idea to recheck that every so often. Sometimes we learn bad habits when it comes to exercise that we have to work to unlearn. Take it from two people that are consistently trying to perfect their movements in the gym. Sometimes our form isn't as good as we think. You always want to strive to be better. I like looking in the mirror whenever I start to question my form, making sure that I'm doing what I feel like I'm doing. And along with that, safety is key. Injuries result in lost time, function, and ability, which are all the things that we're trying to optimize. Start slow and easy and get the necessary guidance that you need in order to ensure your safety as you invest in your health. Even if you don't want to pay for a personal trainer, you can still look up form videos online in order to get a better idea of how to safely perform the movement. It's better than nothing. You've both given such amazing information in this episode. Are there any last minute things to consider? I would say to always be mindful of barriers and anything that could potentially disrupt your routine, such as the weather, schedule changes, things like that. Try to have some type of backup plan ready to go for these things. Also think about clothing, equipment, hydration, and anything else that may be part of the activity. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I think the main thing is just try to think ahead the best you can and then learn from anything that you may have missed as you go. Also, never be afraid to look something up or ask questions. We're all just trying to be healthier, better human beings. So any extra knowledge you can gain is just going to help you in the long run. What great final thoughts. Thank you both so much for your time. And all three of us encourage you to continue listening to our next episode as it helps you move with the waves to keep hydrated. Did you know that the Marion VA Healthcare System now offers yoga and Tai Chi? And even better, you can join these classes via video from the comfort of your own home. I'm Sarah. I am a nurse and the manager for our new whole health program. Our team works to partner with you on achieving your wellness goals and living your best life. Sometimes we get stuck in a rut, which can lead to all kinds of health problems, both physical and emotional. Moving the body can be just the medicine we need. We invite you to join us for Tai Chi or yoga. Both are forms of gentle movement that can improve pain, sleep, muscle strength, flexibility, balance, stress, mood, and anxiety. Tai Chi is an ancient form of martial arts. And with roots in ancient philosophy, yoga involves stretching and breathing. Both exercises benefit our body and mind by slowing us down, connecting movement to breath. These exercises are adapted and modified so that all veterans can participate no matter their current level of ability. They are low impact ways to move your body and boost your mood. To sign up, just call 618-993-4147 or tell your healthcare team you want to learn more about Whole Health.